0: Is it possible to niche down too much? Or do you pronounce it niche? Either way, is it possible to be too detailed or too narrowly focused? That question and this quote, if you don't love your customers, if you don't love who you're trying to serve, don't be in business. Those two things inspired this episode. Let's dig into... What is a niche or a niche? And how can being niched down be of benefit to you and your brand? Successful brands are rooted in purpose and driven by the potential to make a positive impact on their customers. Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose with Amy Austin. Each week, Amy brings you practical advice to embrace the power of purpose in all aspects of your business and transform it into the central storyline for your branding and marketing strategies. Let's talk about your niche, or is it niche? However you pronounce it, niche is an important part of your brand and your marketing. And how is a niche different than your target audience? Or is it the same thing? Or is it part of your target audience? By one definition, your target audience is the group of people you serve, and your niche is the service you specialize in offering to that target market. By another definition, your niche is a smaller, more specific group within the broader target audience. And yet another definition combines your target audience, the who that you serve, with what you are helping them with. This is a more complex definition, so let's consider the example provided by the author of this one. A life coach. Just those two words can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So using the equation of who you serve, let's say that this is a life coach who only works with women over the age of 40. Now, what is the life coach helping them with? Maybe it's to make a smooth career transition. So the niche of this life coach is women 40 plus seeking a smooth career transition from corporate to a career that fulfills their purpose. It is part target audience and part the solution offered. Now let's take a look at the definition from Webster's Dictionary. Webster says that a niche is a comfortable or suitable position in life or employment, or a specialized segment of the market for a particular kind of product or service. I don't know about you, but I'm getting a little confused. This week, I came across a question in a creative community. How niche is too niche? As you might expect, the answers were as diverse as the definitions that I've just shared. One response really jumped out at me. And it was this response that prompted me to talk about niche today. Eleanor said, I'm starting to think that my niche is a temperament. Meaning, let's just get this done. I want to hit the easy button. It looks fine. I'm happy with whatever you decide to do. Rather than a specific industry. Temperament. Yes, this resonates with me. My niche is also about the temperament. It is about the intention of the business rather than a specific industry. I work with businesses who are in it for the good that they do, not the profit that they can make. That is the result of their purpose. Temperament is yet another way that you can segment your audience. As Eleanor described, she is there to help a person or a business that is in a specific situation with a certain mindset and a specific time frame or an urgency. This cannot be described as a demographic or a geographic area, and it is not limited to a specific industry. You can't search for, I need an easy button, and find your target audience, or find somebody who fits that definition. For my target audience, it is also not tied to a specific industry. While it is most often service-based businesses who are in it for the good of the work they do, I have also found those who are in the experience business, or retail with roots in relationships, are also very purpose-driven. An example is those in the wedding industry, such as wedding planners and bridal shops. It also reminded me that when I work with clients to define their target audience or their niche, I remind them that they need to be happy working with that audience. If they are not taking their own thoughts, ideas, likes, and dislikes into the target audience equation, they are going to end up working with people that they don't enjoy working with. And maybe they won't even like those people. Once you start marketing your business, your messaging is written to attract a specific type of person. If that person is someone that you don't like or don't want to work with, you're going to end up miserable. Now, let me preface this to say it is possible to be very targeted with your audience and still find people within that target that you don't like but it is not going to be all of them. There's always that exception, right? I'm reminded of a statement I made to a photographer once. Yes, you could work with all women, but not all women are your target audience. As a woman, we are not all the same, and it is not realistic to think that all women will want to work with you or that you will want to work with all women. It is when your targeting is so far off base that you are getting only clients that you aren't interested in working with. This is when this really becomes a problem. You absolutely must take your own self-interest seriously when it comes to defining your target audience and how you further niche it down into a segment or a defined service. If not, what happens? You become frustrated with the business maybe feeling like you are pulled in too many directions and trying to make a diverse group of clients happy and it's just not possible. The quality of the work declines and the business starts to fail. Going back to me as an example, I can tell pretty quickly if I'm a good fit for someone when they come to me for branding and marketing assistance. If they jump right into talking about profits, money, and the need to increase their bottom line, I know I am not the right person to help them. Not because I can't help them, but because I don't want to help them. I know those individuals and businesses will become an emotional drain. They'll cause stress and frustration. And I will have this underlying desire to want to make them into something that they just aren't or that they can't be. So beyond well-being and career satisfaction, what are some other benefits of niching down? It differentiates your business from others who do the same or similar work. Remember what I shared last week about recognizing your worthy rivals? Those rivals can push you toward constant professional and personal improvement. The worthy rival is similar to competition, but you're not out to beat them. They are there to work in the same big sea of opportunity that you have. And they help you to see the things about yourself that you can improve and also the things about yourself that you don't want to improve and you just want to enjoy watching them succeed in that aspect of the work that they do that you don't want to do. When you become known for the work that you do in your niche, you can become an industry thought leader. Your brand will become recognized for the work you do or the specific segment you serve in the industry. Getting in front of your target audience also becomes easier when you have a well-defined niche. When you know who you are talking to and why, marketing and branding become much easier. There is less guesswork and a lot less stress. Being known for a specific niche will also help increase your online visibility. Think about search words. If you're known for one specific niche, likely that search word is going to become the top thing that refers people back to your website. You'll begin to grow an established network and a loyal customer base because they've come to know and trust you for the work that you do within that specific niche. I'm going to bring this back to the three C's that I'm always talking about. When your business has clarity of target audience and niche, you'll consistently communicate with them and their confidence in you will grow. And so will your own confidence. And that confidence will translate into more business. Clarity of audience, consistency of message with a consistent audience, leads to confidence in you and your business. I'm going to close with a quote from Dr. John Deloney, who is with the Ramsey Organization. This was shared just today, actually, the day that I'm recording this, on the social media post for episode 400 of the Entree Leadership Podcast. If you don't love your customers, if you don't love who you're trying to serve, don't be in business. Going back to the definition of niche, my advice, as long as you are as specific as possible with the definition of who you serve and how you serve them, it doesn't matter if you call it niche or target audience, you know who your business is there for and those people will find you through your actions to attract them. Are you routinely running your own opportunities through a brand filter? Let me tell you a quick story. Recently, I had a conversation with a colleague who had just hosted a lead generating webinar. The intent was to encourage people to sign up for his primary coaching package. He had great attendance, lots of follow-up questions, but zero conversions. We talked about it for a little while, and finally I asked him, what do you think went wrong? Why do you think they didn't have any conversions? His response was he thought it had to do with his messaging. Based on our conversation and because I know who the decision makers are for his coaching package, I asked if those individuals were in the webinar. There was a pause in our conversation and then he said, you know what? No, they weren't. His message was only part of why he didn't get conversions. His message, the audience who participated, as opposed to the audience he wanted, and the intention of the webinar were not in alignment. When these three things are out of alignment, attracting the right people to your business is challenging, if not impossible. While he had engaged participants, they were not who needed to hear his message about the transformation his coaching can do in their business. After our conversation, he's now confident in what his strategy needs to be moving forward, has more clarity around his message, the correct audience, and the intended outcome for the webinar. His next step is consistently sharing the message to get the right people in the next session that he offers. If this sounds all too familiar to you, schedule a discovery call with me today clarity, consistency, and confidence will move your next strategy towards growth rather than back to the drawing board. To schedule a discovery call with me, drop me an email at amy at amyaustinmarketing.com or visit the scheduling link found on the show notes for this week's episode. This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast presented by Austin Marketing. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Head over to amyaustinmarketing.com for links and resources mentioned in today's show, as well as ways to subscribe and connect with Amy. Thanks for listening.